Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show, a program dedicated to bringing you vital and uncompromised truths that you won't hear in the mainstream media, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how these issues relate to family, culture, and the church. The heart of this show is to glorify Jesus Christ and expose the works of darkness as he is commanded in Ephesians 5.11. Now here's your host, Good Fight Ministries' own Chad Davidson. When it comes to evangelism or sharing the gospel, you may find that no matter how you do it, that typically there's someone who is going to tell you how you should be doing it. And what we're going to be looking at today is a confrontation that recently happened at none other than a Wu-Tang Clan concert with the Christian, well, quote-unquote, Christian rapper Lecrae and an evangelist who was out there sharing the gospel with the attendees. And with me to discuss not only Lecrae and some of his leanings uh, most recently, but also evangelism as a whole and how we believe the scripture tells us we should be evangelizing is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Praise the Lord, bro. Very important subject, especially because Jesus commanded us to go, man. And the Bible says, if you're soul winner, man, you're wise. You know, we need to make sure, I mean, what did Jesus teach about it? And what are what's being taught to us by the popular, you know, Christian leaders out there? You know, let's let's check it out. No, I, I think it is really important for us to get a good grasp on this. One, because the, the reality is, is that it's all of our duties as blood-bought believers. The Bible, when it talks about a new creation in Christ, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, right after that, you're given a call. You're an ambassador for Christ. You're a reconciler That's for right. Christ. So now you have a job to now be calling people to be reconciled to God. And so we all have that call. We have the, the call of going out as Jesus told his disciples, go out and preach the gospel to every creature. So this is something that we should be talking about. And it's a passion for us at Good Fight Ministries. And I can say this personally, that this evangelism as a whole is a microwave to your faith with Christ. And what I mean with what I mean in that is that you will learn how to share your faith by going out and doing it, one. And number two, you're going to start learning the scriptures more because you're going to be forced to, because you're going to be asked questions. And I can say this as someone who went alongside Joe as a younger believer, and really, I can just say this with all honesty, with everything in me, that my entire walk with Christ as a new believer changed once I was discipled in sharing the gospel, in how I was to do it, in going out in the streets with Joe. So this is a passion of mine, and obviously it's a passion of Joe's in discipleship, but also in just being a blood-bought believer. Yeah, I think what you're saying is huge, Chad. Uh, Paul said he's actually given us, he's talking to the Church of Corinth, right? <laughs> a lot of believers there. Uh, the ministry, us, them as well. The ministry of reconciliation, and we bring people to Christ. Uh, Paul said we beg people, we beseech people, be reconciled to God, you know, which obviously means the provision of salvation has been made for them. Otherwise, it would be a false claim. Uh, they can actually be saved. And uh, I want to really encourage, uh, before we really get into this, and it's going to be, Actually, I deal with some sad things because, you know, every letter in the New Testament almost was written to correct bad behavior or false doctrine. And when people are being are twisting or dis, or distorting or keeping people from preaching the gospel, uh, that's a sad, sad thing. And 
uh, I want to encourage you if you're a uh, leader in a fellowship or uh, with you know just a, somebody who is leading uh, disciples in Christ or uh, you have children. Uh, chat what Chad said right there is so huge and how I, I was really wow it's pretty pretty good you mentioned that because uh, we try to emphasize that I really believe that one of the ways to really get your children fired up for Christ, uh, first of all, you know, live for Christ yourself would be a great example and make sure you're on your knees crying out to God for them, but is to take them on the mission field and don't make it a once in a blue moon thing. I mean, let them know the mission fields all around them and let them see you witness and take them sharing the gospel. I mean, all three of my kids caught fire for the Lord. I believe a lot of that had to do with not just bringing them up in the Lord and training them the way they should go, but bringing them on the mission fields, uh, bringing them uh, street witnessing, uh, you know, I went. I got to the point where you know I couldn't always go as a busy pastor. My daughter would be out there, Holly, who you married. Uh, she'd be out there till two, three in the morning in kind of dangerous areas sharing the gospel. And man, sometimes I mean, that made me pray more when I couldn't be there. But I'll tell you what, when she was young, even, and I was like, Lord, man, if she goes out this way, God forbid, you know. Uh, and you know, we always we didn't send her alone or let her go alone or what have you. But to know that your child goes out sharing the gospel, you know exactly where they're at and so forth. But uh, we have a sense of urgency to win people to Christ because people are perishing. They're on this broad road going off a cliff to the lake of fire, ultimately. And we're called to preach the gospel to them and witness to them. So it's critical that we don't hinder the preaching of the gospel and that we don't distort its message either. I was talking to Ray Comfort today, and he mentioned how he gets criticized by different people uh, because he preaches repentance. And he said to quote Ray, how dumb that is. You know, I go, yeah, amen, it's absolutely dumb because... Jesus commissioned the disciples in Luke 24, his apostles, to go preach repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So you can either distort the message or you can just kind of throw a wet a wet towel on someone who's on fire by saying, you're going about it wrong when they're street preaching, when in fact, if in fact they're not going about it wrong. And that's what Lecrae basically does to this guy they're going to be talking about a little bit. We'll show a little bit of that clip, I'm sure, a few minutes. No, I, I think that's that's amazing, you know, for a number of reasons. One, and 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 guys, maybe, you know, we have a lot of people that are tra- training to be pastors or, or elders at their fellowship as well, whether you guys are at, but, or just you're a blood-bought believer who wants to see people come to Christ and also will be discipling people at some point, I'm sure. And I can just tell you this from exactly what Joe is talking about, going out and, and sharing all of these things, as, as you mentioned, people get wanting to get away from repentance as well, where... You really can't get around that, especially just go read the book of Acts, try to watch them share the gospel and be like, yeah, I'm going to go a different route than them. But nonetheless, one of the more important things is you hopefully you, what you guys will see here is you discipling people by making disciples. And so also with Joe doing that, I know to me, for us having youth groups here over the years or, or young guys and, and gals that have been a part of the youth group here at our church, we have always made evangelism at the forefront of what we want to do because getting kids excited about sharing the truth of the gospel and also one of the most beautiful things, because we've talked about this in the past as well when it comes to them understanding doctrine and understanding Mm -hmm. what the scriptures say, when you are forced and challenged to know what you believe is in fact true and Jesus cared that you would know the truth because he is the way, the truth and the life. And it is so important that when we're going out, it's not just simply the exchange of ideas, but it's we have the truth and we want other people to get it. And you will see, and I want to encourage you, I believe 
that you will see growth. And I don't care about numbers. I'm talking about real blood-bought believers who continue in the faith when they go off to colleges and so forth. They're not running alongside and getting drunk and doing these things because they've been sharing the gospel with the very emptiness of that lifestyle. And so now when they're doing that, they have the truth to hold on to. And I say that, you know, with Tommy in the back there, praise God, because he's working here now and Josh in the other room working. Tony, you were never in my youth group, or but you've been taught by Joe, so I know you like sharing the gospel too. And obviously Tommy well, and they Josh were both too. Here when they were little kids, man. <laughs> so they were they've been there forever. <laughs> and it's been cool because it's that nature of from the pulpit down to it's the congregation, awesome. everyone wanting to share the gospel. And so when we do see videos like this, Joe, this is what is heartbreaking. This is what is hard for me to watch because so often this is an attack that I've seen right on the streets. And don't get me wrong, Joe, as we're going to go through it, there are some times, and I'm actually not including what I heard from, the, from, this, uh, from this street preacher, there's some times where I've heard a street preacher and I thought, I, I don't think he gave a great, very great message. I don't think he did a really good job. But you know what? He did a better job than not going at all. One. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's well, a huge thing. false doctrine and he's not <laughs> yeah. communicating as though he's upset and angry at the world, you know? Yeah, that's one of the huge, a huge part. And I thought the guy actually did keep his composure pretty well and was sharing. And we're going to get to that. But... This kind of comes also on the heels of some other things that the Cray has kind of done and said and supported along this trail of, he said he almost deconstructed. I believe that some of the usage was he almost left Christianity yeah. at some point. Yeah, he talked about, uh, I almost left the, you know Christianity. It's like, what kind of language you're using? I mean, if you love Jesus and uh, you don't even talk about it like that, I almost left Christianity. It's not like, I mean, is it a religion for you? Or do you have a personal relationship with Christ, you know? And he talked about deconstructing and and that's that's deconstruction, man, is a, a word used in, in, in liberal by liberal theologians for years. And it's where you reduce Christianity to basically you build it in your own image, you know, or you want it what you want it to be, or where it's acceptable to the world. I mean, there's a lot of different forms of de- deconstructionism, but it's basically an emergent idea that was actually taken from liberal theologians. And so many, perhaps millions, of Christians have been led away from Christ in the name of deconstructionism. No, it, it is so heartbreaking. And to get to a point where you even say something like that. And, 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 and just to be honest, the reality is so many people will use what they call church hurt and say, well, the church did this to me or somebody at church did this thing to me, so therefore I'm not a Christian anymore or I don't believe in God anymore, whatever thing you might say. But really, what is your foundation being built upon? Because even if your foundation, Joe, if my foundation was on you and your faith when I came to faith, Obviously, if something happened to you, what are, what's going to happen to my faith? And it happens in spouses. It happens in churches where people put their faith in Amen. other people. And they do exactly what God says is a curse to them. Amen. They put their trust in men. Yeah, if your, your faith needs to be in the Lord. We always talk about, you know, uh, making sure you're building your faith. In, I mean, your faith is in Christ. You're building on the rock. Uh, and it's critical that we understand what Chad's saying there because uh, I, can, I can think of Paul. He said, Demas has forsaken me, having, you know, loved this present world. Second mm-hmm. Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. He talks about how everyone had forsaken him at one point. But guess what? He didn't go, wah, 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 I'm leaving Christianity, I'm leaving Jesus. No, man. He said, it's about, you're the living God. I deserve to go to hell, and you redeem me through your blood, and I'm with you until the end. And that's the heart we have to have. We, we, we can't be thin-skinned as Christians. I mean, the Bible says that all those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Let's just make sure when we suffer, it's not because we're suffering as for doing something evil, as Paul warned about, or Peter did in First uh, Peter, but uh, because of our faith in Christ. And when you see people, you know, having a bad experience and 
Uh, that's either a sign that they were never a believer or that they're very weak, you know, uh, a babe in Christ who needs to grow up and get beyond. You're going to know you're going to be mistreated. You're going to know that there's going to be false brethren around. Uh, you know that there's going to be people claiming to be Christians that are going to be attack, attacking you because they want to draw disciples after themselves. Mm-hmm. That's you know, there's Satan's using people all over the place, and we know that that's going on. We just stick to the straight and narrow. We stick to Jesus. We preach the word and watch the Lord bear fruit and, and rejoice and, in it. Amen. And, and that's so important. And I, you know, it breaks my heart because you know I knew a lot of people when Lecrae, you know, was first coming out, and I, and and a lot of young guys really into his music and and things like that. And you know, he had this whole idea of not being ashamed of the gospel, and that was their whole thing. You know, one sixteen and whatnot. And, you know, I just got to be honest with you, I'm not really into the whole rap scene at all. But nonetheless, I was like, okay, let's let's see the fruit bear out of it. Is, does this guy really love Jesus? And let's see what he has to say and, and so forth. And I saw he was into the, the Piper and, and that kind of that crowd. And then all of a sudden, I saw a lot of changes going on and going, okay, this seems a little interesting. And then I think most recently, in terms of the straw breaking the camel's back of hey, where there's smoke, there seemingly is some fire there, was his campaigning alongside uh, Reverend Raphael Warnock. Mm. And for you guys who don't yeah. know anything about Raphael Warnock, Reverend Raphael Warnock. Yeah, run, do not walk to the nearest exit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And when we look at who this Reverend guy is. Reverend Warnock, you mean Wolfie Warnock. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. 100%. Claiming to be a pastor. I would be very concerned with anyone that was under his pastoral care because of things he has said. In fact, if we just look at, and this one actually brought my attention when I first saw it, and some, I think someone had shared it, what is this? This is the kind of pastor. And by the way, he campaigned, sang a song about taking the shackles off. You need to get out and vote and take those shackles off. We're not slaves anymore. We need to go vote. And then right after that, you have Raphael Warnock speaking. It's a campaign rally that, sadly enough, didn't bring a lot of people there, but somehow they did win the vote there, and Raphael Warnock did get into office. Uh, And when I read this tweet from Raphael Warnock from Resurrection Sunday, this is what he had to say on Resurrection Sunday. The meaning of Easter, I wouldn't call it Easter for a number of reasons, but the meaning of Easter is more transcendent then the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Wow. Whether you're a Christian or not, through a commitment to helping others, we are able to save, save ourselves. ourselves. I mean, what do you have to, I don't I don't even know where to start. What do you have to say about that? Well, Paul said I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and uh, you know, uh you have you know, Lecrae oh, supporting this guy and he's talking about, you know, something transcendent on resurrection that's more transcendent than the resurrection. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, <laughs> our bodies turn to dust, man, and we're separated from God forever without the gospel. And the gospel that Paul said he wasn't ashamed of, he declared that Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures and rose again on the third day. And that's the gospel, he says, by which we stand. And to say that, I mean, Jesus emerged from his resurrection, saying, I have the keys of Hades and death, man. I mean, how do you get transcendence beyond the grave? It's through resurrection. And how do you get transcendence beyond that? And he follows that up by saying, by steering people away from the gospel, as though he's got something better. Okay, what gospel do you have that's better? And what does he share? That we can save ourselves. Now, that sounds a lot like Galatians, to where they got their eyes off of Jesus, having begun in the spirit. They're trying to now be perfected by the flesh. And they're trying to save themselves by keeping the law of Moses. 
Uh, he's trying to encourage people to save themselves, I guess, through uh, his type of liberal yeah. social actions and so forth. Uh, and Paul called that a different gospel. Uh, you know, the Lord Jesus saves us through what he did on the cross and his glorious resurrection. And that is, that's demonic. That's that's demonic. And, and you know, I know what he stands for in a lot of in different areas. So it doesn't, you know, shock me. I remember when he first said that, it was like, it's absolutely reprehensible. Yeah, and you think it's about... It's it's spitting on the name of Jesus. It's spitting on what he did for us. And you think about 1 Corinthians 15. I think most people know that is the gospel passage, yeah. right? What is the gospel? This is the gospel, which I preached, which I also received that Jesus Christ died according to the scriptures and that he rose again according to the scriptures. But what does it say right before that? It says specifically, this is what you are saved by if yeah. you hold fast. He's not holding, and he's certainly not holding fast. And this is heartbreaking, but it's the reality of what happens when there's no true metanoia. There's no true repentance where you have a heart change, where your heart change about who Jesus is and about your sin changes who you are, your actions, and also the things you believe specifically about the murder of children in the womb. Because Raphael Warnock has said multiple times that he is a quote-unquote pro-choice pastor. Those are his words. And one of the most, I I guess, I was so blessed Mm. watching uh, Super Bowl champion, or reading Super Bowl champion Benjamin Watson take him to task on this. And I want to just read this little exchange that happened on Twitter because I thought this was fantastic what he said. Yeah, Benjamin Watson, I mean, he said a lot of, just real quick before we read that, uh, he stood up for the faith. He's a... uh, an awesome, you know, African American. I mean, he's a Super Bowl winner. I think maybe two times. Yeah, he's yeah. And and uh, he basically went after Warnock because of Warnock saying, "I'm a pro-choice pastor." He might as well just and I believe in women's right to choose or choice. He might as well just said, "Hey, I'm a pro-baby killing." That's what he is. I'm a pro-baby killing pastor with the right, you know, believe that women should have the right to butcher the have their children butchered in the womb, their brains sucked out by the millions, and that's who I am. And I love what Benjamin Watson said here. Yeah, and, and you guys you guys have to see this, all right? So Warnock said, as one of his many times of saying it, he said, I, as a pro-choice pastor, so as a blind shepherd leading the blind into a ditch, I've always believed that a patient's room is way too small for a woman, her doctor, and the United States government. Well, here's what Benjamin Watson had to say. He believed her womb is too small for the baby, too, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Is a patient's room... Too small for a child as well. 76% of women in those rooms say they would prefer to parent if circumstances were different. A pastor knows the value of human life. A senator knows how to support mother and children. Sir, you know better. Stop being scared. And then he followed it up with, be careful when someone emphasizes their position in the church before stating what they have always believed, not what God's word says. They've sacrificed moral credibility to accrue power and use their religious position as cover for an agenda. It doesn't have to be this Praise way. Praise the Lord, Mr. Watson. Amen. And, uh, you know, uh, you can't be a Christian and promote murder. First John 3.15 says really clearly in the scripture that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Uh, that's really clear. You can't be you know, promoting murder. And and by the way, Lecrae, by promoting this man, and then people that, I mean, keep in mind, Lecrae has, I think one of his videos has like nearly 100 million views. So he's influenced a lot of people. 
And all of a sudden they're like, wow, I love the creed. He's a Christian. And they, oh, he's promoting Warnock. And they start to hear these teachings like, wait a minute, isn't that wrong? Oh, well, I feel crazy for it because the artists, I mean, they influence people in, in heavy ways. Obviously, the reason he's throwing his hat in with the Warnock is because he believes he can get people, his influence is going to work. So when you look at what's happening here, actually in, in uh, Proverbs chapter 24, verse 11, uh, we made a shirt over it. And I, I came up with an idea that I wanted uh, for the shirt. And I had an artist draw it out. And I don't know if we, we even have them available anymore. But it's based on Proverbs chapter 24, verse 11. And it's, it's like a skeletal person just with these sad skeletal eyes behind bars needing to be set free. And it's about setting the captives free. And uh, we had Proverbs 24, 11 on there. And, it, and it's a command in the scripture that commands us to, uh, to, to save those who are being dragged away to death. And let me read that to you, have the scripture open to that. It says uh, right here in 24, 11, deliver those who are being taken away to death and those who are staggering to slaughter or hold them back. If you say, see, uh, we didn't know this, does he not consider it who weighs the hearts? And does he not know it who keeps your soul? And will he not render to man according to his work? And, and by the way, in Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 through 15, everyone whose name is not written in the book of life, they're thrown alive in the lake of fire, and they're punished according, it's, it's just punishment, they're punished according to their works, the books are open. And if their name's not in the book of life, you know, they're thrown, they're judged in the, based on the works they've done, uh, including these all these evil works here. And by Lecrae pushing a baby, a pro-baby killer who's influencing who knows how many people, that is that is so wicked. In fact, we're supposed to be uh, encouraging people not to kill their babies yeah. and let them know, hey, that's murder. We know it's murder of a life. It's definitely life. It's growing. It's not canine, feline life. It's human life that's being murdered. And as believers, especially, we're supposed to hold them back, trying to save these uh, young people. And we've done videos exposing Planned Parenthood and and, and uh, so forth. Uh, but we want to encourage you guys is uh, they're doing the opposite here. They're not only not holding them back, they're encouraging women to go ahead and slaughter your babies. And that's wicked. Yeah, you know, I, I find this really interesting because if you were watching earlier, we showed a uh, some B-roll and, and a clip of him campaigning for Raphael Warnock. And we brought this out for a number of reasons. One is to show the things that he does support in lieu of those things which he will protest against. And when you go back and actually, if you find that clip, we'll put a link in the description after the show here today. And when you see that clip, you'll see him campaigning alongside of him, trying to bring a crowd there for them, talking about taking the shackles off. And then what you'll see is the person, Raphael Warnock, that we're talking about, then talks about the inclusivity that we need to have with the LGBTQ community and so forth. Mm -hmm. So you see the things that he has no problem promoting and campaigning and preaching open mic about, right? Voting and taking off those shackles. He has no problem talking about that. But the clip that we're going to show here is an evangelist out there, a street preacher, sharing on the streets. It's just happened a few weeks back. And yeah, just a couple of weeks back. And I want you to see, because also understand where they are. If you don't know who Wu-Tang Clan is, uh, praise God. I, I praise God. But typically, it doesn't matter how old you are. A lot of people do know who Wu-Tang Clan certainly is. And we need to make sure that we understand that's the context is Lecrae walking in and actually the guy calling him out, are you just gonna, are you going in there to preach? 
and share the gospel with them? Or are you just going in to be drunk with the drunkards and hang out with the non-believers in there? But then afterwards, while this evangelist is sharing the gospel with a very profane man, we edit out any of the parts where the guy, not the Lecrae cusses at the, at the man at all, but the man there that's speaking and shaking hands with Lecrae there as a fellow believer, you would think, um, much more on his side than the evangelist, uh, he uh, was who he was having a conversation with. And now Lecrae is coming up, seemingly to have this guy's back and his own for being called out for going to a Wu-Tang Clan concert. Hey, yo, so look, I know his name. I, I just met the dude. I know his name. I got contacts. I got people build a relationship and have a discussion about what he believes, what I believe. And that would probably be more effective than screaming at him and telling him he's going to hell. That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but you didn't, you didn't catch the context when he walked no, up blaspheming But I know Aaron. But I know Aaron's name. Yeah, but see, you're trying to become a friend of his. I'm Without saying, hearing the context of the crazy. I'm just saying, meet people, man. Meet them where they at and build relationships with people. Bro. Was that what the Bible said? says to build, build relationships uh, with people? What do you people? think Jesus did with, with, yeah, with, with Mary? Love. What, well, what do you think Jesus that? did You're with You're taking one life. instance. You're what do you taking think one did? instance, Yo, man, what's your name? Lecrae. Yo, my name You're man. taking one you instance. You're taking one instance. Did he always build relationships with people? Of course he did. Do you know that Peter and Matthew would have been diametrically opposed to each other? A tax collector and a zealot. They would have hated each other. If... Because of the relationship that was established, they did not kill each other, fam. All I'm saying is, yes, you do have to bring truth to people, but you bring truth to people who trust you and who who, who, who care about, who know you care. They'll listen if they believe you care. I'm inside, I'm inside talking to a young lady who's working for Live Nation. And we can have a whole dialogue and conversation and it turned into a conversation about her faith and lack thereof, and it was beautiful. And it wasn't because I, I came to her and told her, you gonna burn. It was but because. Does, but does the Bible say how can they hear without a preacher, or does it say go build relationships with them first? Jesus has a preacher. Tells us to go into Yo, the highways and byways and Jesus tell them said, to come love in. them, love your neighbor as yourself. But you're not acknowledging. That's not love. You. Grace not and love. truth. Better are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy. You're not a friend if you're. You're not a friend. I am a friend. No, you're not. You're just. Let me tell you. Urgent message. You're doing exactly what the Pharisees did. No, I'm not. You're doing exactly. Where did the Pharisees go and preach the gospel? to people yo, yo, and, yo, yo, yo. and tell them this. the truth. I, yo, I do. And the Bible tells Listen, us to I mean. go into the world and, and I do that. preach the and gospel I just, and I just to did that. every creature. And I well, just I'm did glad that. you did that. And I just did but that. Again, but again, but you're condemning but the way that I'm doing no, it. No, I'm not condemning not it. I'm saying you're pushing people away. You're condemning. Did Jesus push people away? No, he welcomed them. And you're not acting like Jesus, bro. Did he condemn people? Hey, man. Listen, Did you see not acknowledging any of the statements? You don't listen. What's your name, fam? I'm Peasy, man. I just seen you from the distance. You know the music? I do, man. See, you know the music, man. I wonder how you know the music. Well, I know the music, too. I listen to your music, too. I'm just saying, family. Listen, I commend you for your zeal and your passion. I think that's great. I'm just saying. Man, meeting people where they are, loving them, and then expressing what you believe and why I support you has got me way further. But again, it's got me way further. These people are headed These people are people. I do know what they believe. If they're going to a concert, if they're going to a concert that promotes sin and death, I know where they're headed, Lecrae. I really like that last part, but maybe we could go a little bit of this in order. And and guys, I do think that this is really important, and and this is a great time to be paying attention right here. 
And, and for you guys who stick around, by the way, we're going to be showing a teaser for our Marvel video, which actually officially comes out on March 4th. So I don't want to I don't want to give that away too quick. And I this topic is so unbelievably important. So you I feel we have bad. an actual date, bro. Yes, we have an Praise actual God, date. Man. And if you're actually if you're subscribed to Patreon, you will actually get it an entire week earlier and you'll you'll get it and, and be ready to go Amen. an entire week before. So that'll be awesome. So if you want to go to patreon.com slash good fight and even if you just subscribe for this month or whatever well, at the silver line, I believe uh, Tony will hopefully fix that for me. So I'll actually be able to remember uh, which line that is, you guys will, will get it earlier. And we'll be playing that teaser before we finish our broadcast today. But nonetheless, Joe, there are a number of things that Lecrae states, and I have to be honest, one, understanding his connections and the whole deconstruction threat, I guess you would say, and I just hate it, you know, it's just the this manifest church that, that's around today, whatever it is that he's angry at. Um, other than that whole thing seems to just coincide with the interaction that we're watching. One, I guess we could start off before we get to what he said, is where he is. I mean, this is an issue, and this is yeah. something we've dealt with. It's not like, oh, we're picking on the cray. Uh, how about when Joel Osteen and his wife decided it's time to go to a Lady Gaga concert? Okay, mm -hmm. we see this. People that claim to be ministers of the gospel, where we're not seeing the fruit of that, and now we're seeing them attend and be a part of and enjoy alongside of the songs of fools. Yeah, it's 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 they're one of the most perverse, wicked you know, lyrics yeah. are full yeah. of sexual perversion, uh, which we're gonna get into in a little bit as far as exposing what uh connection with him and their one of their songs. Uh but I mean I had a, I have a hard time reading through the lyrics. I exposed Method Man, one of the leaders of, of Wu Tang, way back in uh, They Sold Their Souls weeks. Do a whole thing on, on Method Man. They sold their source of rock and roll, the yeah, video behind my head right now. Yeah, the expose, and uh, we exposed uh, Wu-Tang there and Method Man talking about how they're influencing the people, man, and getting them to do their message. And, and you know, are you really caring for souls? I mean, he called him out on his way in. when when uh, In the beginning of the video, he's calling him out saying, what are you doing, you know, going in? So, of course, he's going to, I'm not going to, I shouldn't say, I don't know his motives, but he may have just I talked to someone and said, oh, yeah, I went there to witness. Uh, well, it seems like he's going or not to just witness. In fact, usually you're a big, loud concert. You can't do much, a, a lot of witnessing. And I'm not saying he, you know, I mean, obviously that guy's there sharing the gospel. But we know with regard to Lecrae, he's actually seems to be promoting the band, which we'll talk about some seeming evidence of that in a little bit. But absolutely perverse. And there's a few things he said we need to push back on here. Uh, when, during that conversation, uh, the gentleman says, you know, because what he does, he engages in the either or fallacy yep you know and that's a classic you know conundrum or c classic canard actually it's a straw man ar argument really yeah it's is, a logical fallacy yeah, yeah it's 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 either or you mean you either you make a friend with somebody and get to know their name and everything before you share the gospel with them or you can't do it well how about uh we, we do both ways i get to know people a lot of times <laughs> in fact if i know i'm going to be spending time with somebody uh and get to know them uh my neighbor or what have you I, you know, I don't show the gospel the first time I see them. I get them to know me, see my walk, and, and see my love for them and so forth. There's other times and other situations where you're talking to a whole bunch of people. You can't get their names. You, you can either care about them and love them and show the gospel in the best and most loving way you can. Or you can just say, well, I, I've got to do it. You know, I've got it Lecrae's way. I think there's an irony here, by the way. He's promoting a man who's encouraging people by letting them know it's okay to butcher their children in the womb pushing a message of death. And here, he's 
coming against the guy who's sharing the message of eternal life. I think there's a really interesting irony there when I looked at this. I thought, isn't this interesting? But I would have to say there's a couple things to push back on. Is one of the one of the deals was you know because he asked me he goes you mean he said he taught false doctrine false teaching about Jesus because the the, the gentleman witnessing and by the way he said screaming I, I unless there's stuff I didn't hear because I listened to uh, that that entire clip uh, that was online and I didn't hear him screaming no me neither he doesn't sound angry he sounds like he's lovingly trying to share with people the truth of the gospel and he says to Lecrae oh so Jesus always did that he always got their names and got to know them before he shared. And he says, yeah, he did. <laughs> so he's, that's that's untrue. He, he bore false witness on what he claimed Jesus did. And we want to say what Jesus taught. We want to make sure it's, we have precision there because we're representing Christ. And I just want to, you know, and then he said, you know, you know, basically they got into whether you could tell someone about hell or not and what have you. And I just think it's interesting because can you see? And he's saying, well, that's what the Pharisees did. And I'm glad that the, the gentleman called him out and said, wait a minute. The Pharisees, they share the gospel with people? <laughs> Wrong. But you know what happened is, think of John the Baptist. And when he called the Pharisees and the Sadducees, as they were coming to him, says as they were coming to his baptism. So obviously he didn't know their names to get to know them first. And he didn't even call them by their names. He called them a brood of vipers. <laughs> and, you know, who warned you to flee, he said, from the wrath to come. He told them that you better bring forth fruit in keeping with repentance because the axe is already laid to the tree and every tree that doesn't bear throat, fruit is going to be thrown into the fire. Now, can you imagine if Lecrae was there? Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. John, 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 John. Oh, what? It was John the Baptist. I need to teach you some lessons. You know, if you're going to represent Jesus, I know you're his cousin, you know, and I know that you're this voice crying in the wilderness that was prophesied in the Old Testament, but you're going about it all wrong. You need to call the Pharisees and Sadducees to you you need to get there, know their names, and get to know them, build a relationship with them. Then you can start talking about, you know, God's love, you know, but to, to let them know that they're going to hell and just say it without getting... Can you see... No, he's not going to correct John the Baptist. I don't think he would. Uh, maybe he could read the scripture and see, wait a minute, uh, it's not a, there's an either-or fallacy that I'm promoting here. And by the way, it tickles people's ears. A lot of people are going to watch that and go, oh, yeah, I agree with Lecrae, you know, and not even know what he's saying is totally unbiblical. Or how about Jesus when he told them to go and share the gospel? Listen to what Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, verse 10. He talked about if they welcome you, great, you know, and, and, and bring a blessing upon the home. But if they reject your message, in Luke 10, 10, we read, but when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go to, into its streets and say, even the dust on your town will be wiped from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, says Jesus, it will be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than that town. Remember, Sodom was... God rained fire and brimstone upon Sodom. And you can go check out modern or where Sodom was right now by the Dead Sea. And you see no evidence of volcanoes around there, but you see charred. People say, was it a meteorite? Well, God did it. There's evidence all around there, by the, by the way. Uh, it'll be more tolerable for Sodom than that town. Verse 13, woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon and the judgment than for you, and the judgment for them for you. And you, Capernaum, will be lifted up to the heavens. Uh, will you be lifted up to the heavens? No. You'll be, will you, go, you will go down to Hades, okay? Jesus is preaching a hellfire or telling the apostles when they go show the gospel yeah. to preach a hellfire. You're saying a, that was his evangelism training. Yeah, that, he was training the disciples. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, Jesus was a street witnesser, okay? 
street. And I don't never seen Lecrae's street witnessing, but I've seen him speak against the street witnesser right now. I'm not saying he never has, but would he follow Jesus' instruction? Should I go with Lecrae? Get to know their names yet, you know, and so forth. Or I'm going to go with Jesus. No, I'm going to go with Jesus every time. In fact, Jesus is giving them a very strong messages that if you're, you know, if, you know, let them know they're not repenting. Let them know, man, it's going to be worse for you. These are the cities who uh, had light, you know, had, had, had prophets that come to them and so forth prior to Jesus coming on the scene. And this is very, very serious because he's saying, no, Jesus always. He says, when he says, Jesus always did that? Oh, yeah, he always did it. Wrong. That's that's untrue. And it's not an either or. I, so what we're saying is, guess what? There's a lot of occasions where we should definitely get to know people, uh, you know, at work, wherever. And then by all means, you know, please share the gospel with them. They're perishing. And at the same time, there's other incidences because I've done a lot of street preaching uh, through the years, and I still share the gospel uh, publicly quite often. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, my wife and Chad and my daughter Holly and your kids and a bunch of other people from our from our, our fellowship are leaving Sunday to go to Costa Rica on a mission trip yeah. to help build the church and also to to be a witness. And and we do street witnessing right here locally all the time. Mm-hmm. We're always sharing with people. So I just encourage you guys to uh, don't let people intimidate you and say, you're not doing it right. Be prayed up. Cry out to the Lord, you know. Uh, have compassion on these people, understanding that they're going to hell. Let them know Jesus loves them. I mean, when you share the gospel with them, if you're sharing the gospel, what are you saying? What did Paul say to the Corinthians when he said, I first shared with you? Because in the book of Acts, Paul preached the gospel to the church of Corinth, right? After, you know, he went back after Priscilla and Aquila were there, and he left them there for some time. He came back on a missionary journey and preached the gospel again at Corinth. And, and he says, what was the first thing he said I declared to you? We just went through it earlier. He says, the first thing I declared with you is that Jesus died for our sins. He let them know. And by the way, if someone tells you, don't ever tell people Jesus died for their sins. Jesus, Paul said, I told them, I told you, you guys. First time I talked, shared with you guys, I shared with you that Jesus died, died for our sins, meaning theirs too. And he rose again. And by the way, you're letting them know about the love of God. In fact, you're letting them know that you've come out. You're not getting paid to do it. You're on the streets witnessing. You're coming to share with them. You're saying it's by by grace that I've been saved. I'm a beggar that's come to Jesus. I want you to know my Lord and Savior too. And God's love is so amazing because he doesn't want you to perish. He wants you to come to repentance. He has no pleasure. The Lord says, you know, know, say to them, and this is Ezekiel 33, 11, as I live, says the Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they would repent or turn, all right, and, and live. Turn back. Turn back from your evil ways, he says. Why will you die? Why will you die, O house of Israel? So we're pleading with people to be saved. That's the love of God. We share the gospel, which is the love of God. So what Satan wants to do is like, oh, you don't fit in with the culture. You know, you're you're, you're, you're causing people to, to respond in a negative way, you know? And I think it's very, very important that we understand that we don't want to be, you know, throwing flames, right? And like maniacal, you know, that's not that's not Jesus either, guys. Okay, because the Bible talks about how God is in us, you know, using us, and it's through the Holy Spirit in us that we're beseeching people to be reconciled to God. So we we come to them with love and compassion, and it's when you be prayed up and speak the truth of love. But don't be intimidated by those that say don't preach repentance, by those that say oh you've got to get to know someone first before you can ever share the gospel with them, uh, and so forth. These are false teachings that are keeping people from sharing the gospel. Yeah, and, and I love this verse uh, specifically, and I think if you start at 2 through 6, I think that it, it's, uh, and if you really had these verses kind of written down in your heart, especially when you're going out to witness or sharing or just living the Christian walk, but I'm just going to read verses 5 and 6 from Colossians chapter 4, and it says, Conduct yourself with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Your speech must always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, 
so that you will know how you should respond to each person. It's so important for us to understand there isn't some end all. There isn't some perfection that I, I'm going to do this witness and 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 if I just do these one through list, one through ten list, then this guy's going to get saved. But honestly, as Joe mentioned, praying in the Holy Spirit, just praying that you would have the right words to be able to share with somebody the truth of the gospel, I think is so important. And you'll notice there. I don't know if it's cognitive dissonance or dishonesty. He calls him a Pharisee. He outright calls him a Pharisee. The same people that Jesus called, what, children of the devil. And then says, well, I'm not condemning you. How do you say both of those things in a 30-second conversation and you don't realize that you're being contradictory? How do you look at the relationship between Peter and Matthew and the thing that you get out of it is they built a relationship, not the fact that they follow Jesus? I I mean, how do you get to a place where when you're making arguments that we need to friendship evangelize, which I do all the time. Hi, my name's Chad. I'm your friend. I'm going to tell you the truth of the gospel. And you go from, oh, well, Peter and Matthew, look at their different lifestyles. They would have been diametrically opposed. They would have hated each other, but not realizing that the point was Jesus and not that they had in common, that they both loved singing the songs of fools, that they both loved being and taking part in these wicked, horrible concerts that I think Isaiah talks about in his introduction there in chapter 5 when it talks about the songs and the drinking. How many people you think were smoking weed there at that concert? Let's just be honest. We're talking about Wu-Tang Clan. We're talking about Method Man. Who what? Method Man and Red Man. They had a movie called How High. high, And do you know what happens in that movie? Their friend dies, so they make weed out of his ashes. You know what happens? When they smoke that weed, demons come to them, Benjamin Franklin and the like, and tell them the test scores, the answers to the test that they need to have. And so they get into Harvard University, and then everyone just starts smoking weed and having demons from their dead friend's pot plant. I mean, this is the sort of thing, these are the sort of disgusting displays of wickedness that we see Lecrae conjoining with and partaking in and being a part of and then saying this is how you really share the gospel once you celebrate this wickedness then you can build a relationship and now with that relationship once you finally say caesar is yahweh and you give and give omens to him and, and give alms to him and sacrifice to him then you'll be able to reach the romans like the christians really did no i'm sorry That is not what Paul said when he said he becomes all things to all people. It was never to go against the word of God and partake in the wickedness that you're going to have there in Wu-Tang Clan Amen, absolutely. And one of the other things that needs to be corrected there is uh, he made it sound like Jesus was always accepted. And uh, the gentleman that's witnessing, who, by the way, is not able to share the gospel with people at that point. So a lot of people didn't hear the gospel as... uh, He's trying to shut down his witness and, and recalibrate it. So you got to get to know people personally. I would mean just one-on-one, and you can't really preach the gospel to a crowd, uh, which would contradict so many different scriptures. But it's interesting because the gentleman says, uh, well, so Jesus was always accepted or, or didn't ever get pushed back on? Yeah. Pushed back on? And he goes, no, yeah. You know, I'm like, that's another false teaching. He's claiming that Jesus was never uh, pushed back against by those he shared with. Uh, did he ever read about the crucifixion? And those who were yelling, crucify him, crucify him. Did he read the scripture in John chapter 6, verse 66, where after he gave the, his, some of his, or his disciples a hard saying, 
Many of them followed him no longer. They want anything to do with him. Did he ever read in Luke chapter 4, verse 29, where they got so angry at Jesus, they grabbed him and they took him to a cliff to throw him off the cliff? And God spared Jesus, of course. Did they ever read John 8, 59, where the Pharisees are really upset because Jesus didn't get to know their names. That's not why. Actually said, you are your father, the devil, to them. And in John 8, 59, it says they picked up stones to stone him, to kill him. So to act like Jesus' message was always accepted or he never said anything super convicting and that, and you know what? It's because God loves us that he tells the truth about us, you know? And we're being taught today, well, this is the way the Holy Spirit works. And, and, and people put the Holy Spirit in a box and, and uh, they forget that the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment in John chapter 8 or chapter 16, verses 8 through 11 there. And that's the work of the Spirit is to use us uh, to expose darkness, that Greek word convict, it's the same Greek word that's used in Ephesians 5.11. Uh, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Expose right there. So God, by his spirit, uses Christians who are commanded to do that. By his spirit, he uses them to bring conviction upon the lost world, where we let them know it's not that we're not God. We're the beggars who've been saved by his grace, but letting you know you're headed toward judgment, and it's appointed man wants to die, but after this, the judgment, you must repent, because it's very real. So we just, uh, it's really heartbreaking because a lot of people are going to watch that interchange and they're going to say, ah, oh, man, yeah, I, 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 I probably shouldn't talk about hell. Yeah, I probably, you know, I shouldn't uh, share in such a way where people might get upset and push back on me. And Jesus was always accepted and, and, and Jesus always got to know people personally before he shared with them. I mean, what's going to happen during the tribulation period? And the angel flies in the midheavens and it preaches the everlasting gospel, this angel and the first words out of his mouth are, fear God, not, hey, I want to get to know all of you personally. And can you kind of just, you know, send up, you know, a satellite or so, and I can just kind of read some letters and get to know each of you before I share with you. No, man, he preaches the gospel because people are headed to hell, man. And he, we need to realize the urgency of the situation that we're dealing with. So it's not an either or, it's an either or fallacy of what they're promoting, but it's not either or. Of course, we get to know people personally and share the gospel with them. I've done that over and over again. I'll still continue to do that. But at the same time, I'm going to lift my voice like the Lord commanded the prophet, like a trumpet, man, so people would hear the word of God and so they'd be saved. And by the way, we've seen a ton of people, by the grace of God, uh, through our ministry, get saved who just needed the hard truth. You know, we need we need the truth. You know, the truth can't hurt. And faithful are the wounds of a friend, as this gentleman said, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. No, amen. And I and I think this is important. We want to make sure that the gospel message is just going out and the gospel is shared clearly and that we do love people. And one of the interesting things, and we've talked about this, this a lot, and I think Colossians 4 speaks to this as well, specifically verse 6, when it comes to just sharing with people. There are some people that when I share the gospel, we call it Catholic guilt, right? Convincing them they're a sinner. Now, a sinner in need of God's grace, not one where they merit it, is entirely different. But convincing them, them they are a sinner is actually fairly easy. And the message usually that we're giving to that person is a little different. Those who already have a sense of guilt before God, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so you you do have a message. And same thing with Jesus. Go read all of the 90 different encounters in the, or around that number in the New Testament, in the, in the four Gospels of Jesus sharing the Gospel. And there's pretty much no two alike in the way yeah. that he he delivers it's a message, beautiful. you know. And it helps us to recognize that. For some, you know, you have all, come to me all who are weary and heaven laden, and I will give you rest for your souls. For others, you see him, you brood of vipers, right? He knew what message each person needed, whether or not they were going to come, and what message the church is needed. The church is Amen. Up, you know, 
uh, you know, fear not what you're about to suffer, you know, and he talks about how you're, you're poor, but you're rich, but the church of Laodicea, unless you repent, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth because you're lukewarm. Yeah. You know? Amen. Amen. No, it's, it's very true. And one of the things, because as we're talking about this, specifically about attending that concert, I know that's kind of what the, the guy ended on there. The evangelist there had stated to them specifically, Hey, you know what? If they're here, it's because they're lost. That's why they're here at this concert. And you watched him walk in there uh, in support of this, obviously. And if you didn't think that, you might have gained that understanding when you saw the shirt that he was wearing, the shirt that has ice cream across it, which, by the way, is a song by none other than yeah, it's Wu-Tang called, Clan. It's called Ice Cream. It's called Ice if Cream. If you're at a Wu-Tang <laughs> Clan concert and you have a shirt with a T-shirt with an ice cream on front, you know, unless it's a, just a total coincidence, because they had shirts actually made, you know. Uh, in fact, that song, I had a hard time reading it. It's so disgusting. Yeah. It's so perverse. Talked about all these sexual experiences. And, and in fact, there, this is from Method Man who wrote this song. And he says, uh, you know, he got the idea from RZA. And he says, yo, why don't we just compare chicks to ice cream? I've got a, I got a vision. Yeah, I bet you did for the demons. Listen, we compare chicks to ice cream and we can make t-shirts and all that blank with different flavors on them. I'm like, I'm hip. What are we going to call the flavors? He says, chocolate, deluxe, Peter, or butter pecan. And then that Method Man takes, Method Man takes the idea, writes the song and so forth. And it's just absolutely perverse. So, uh, you know, he's, what is he promoting? Jesus on his shirt? No, he's promoting whether he knows it or not. I'm, I'm not good. God knows his heart. It's easy to jump to the conclusion unless it was just a total coincidence. He goes, man, I don't even, can't believe I actually wore that shirt. I mean, I haven't seen somebody wear, wear a shirt with an ice cream coat on it, maybe ever. But there he is wearing it at the Wu-Tang concert, uh, which is all about women melting. It's about different ice creams. And it, 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 he calls, you know, in the song, it calls gals the B word, a bunch of Bs over and over again. It talks about different sexual experiences like masturbation, all this other stuff with different gals and each ice cream color represents a different ethnic group of different people they're trying to be with. It's total, you know, just total orgies, fornication, just yeah. be glorified. And here he is at the concert claiming that he, well, yeah, I talked to somebody about the Lord. Yeah, even, you know, Method Man, uh, there's even an image of him looking yeah. <laughs> overtly demonic. Demonically possessed with an ice cream which is interesting because then when you when you look at that alongside Lecrae's, uh, you know, ice cream cone or whatever, the ice cream cone is made up of a face, and at worst the guy looks like he's smoking some yeah, smoking you know, a blunt or something. Yeah, smoking a, smoking a blunt of some. Yeah, because that ice cream regard. in the form of face, you see the it's like a joint sticking out of his mouth or something like that. I can't be sure. But. No, and and you know the reality is, I know for us is. We're hoping this can be a learning, a teaching moment that we can learn how to share the gospel. Yeah, and pray for Lecrae. But at the same time, what happens is, I don't know where his heart is exactly, but I know he's not following Christ. Not if you're promoting a guy who's promoting murder, you know? And the Bible says, you know, anyone that does not continue in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. And that's serious stuff. So, I mean, this life is really quick. His life is going to be over quick. And uh, I love the guy, you know, never been into his music. I'm not into, you know, rap music, never really was attracted uh, to it. Uh, at the same time, I know there's people in the past that would claim that they were encouraged through his music and what have you. Uh, I'm going to leave that between them and God and so forth. I'm not judging that. I just, for me, uh, what I'm looking at is the Bible says, Jesus said, judge righteous judgment. So I need to look at what the guy's saying, what his message is, 
And of late, at least, you know, it's been very, very uh, damning, you know? So I feel sorry for the guy because he's in more trouble than your average non-believer because to profess the faith and then go back to the vomit uh, says it's worse for that person than if they had never, uh, you know, never repented that if they never actually says uh, after having knowing Jesus the NIV translates the word epignosis there epignosis in Second uh, Peter chapter 2 verses 20 through 22 and after knowing Jesus and then going back you know it's like a dog returning to its vomit and a pig that's been washed to its wallowing in the mire and it'd be better for them not to have known the way of righteousness and after having known it to turn for the holy commandment delivered to them and they've forsaken the way it says the way of righteousness in that same chapter uh, and it talks about Balaam, you know, the false prophet. He started out as a prophet of God. Then he counseled Balak how to cast stumbling block before the children of Israel uh, to eat things, sacrifice to demons, and commit sexual sin. And it says the blackest of darkness is reserved for them forever. So my heart really breaks for this guy uh, if he continues down this path. And, uh, I mean, he's got, I'm sure, a ton of money and all this success and fame. But Jesus said, why is it profit man if he gains the whole world? And he loses his soul. And that's better that a large millstone be hung around your neck. You'd be cast in the sea than the, the fate that you're going to suffer. So my heart and prayer is truly, and I have prayed for him actually earlier today. And I, I just pray that, uh, that, that he would recognize it and repent and get right with the Lord. Cause, cause we love you, Lecrae. You know, if you just happen to come upon this video, you know, we hope and pray that you, you know, God reaches you and that you tune out all the noise and all the desire for popularity and people who love you in the world. Because on judgment day, it's going to be you and God, man. You're going to stand before God and you're going to give an account for your life and the effect that what you're doing is having on people. And our hearts break for you because based looking at this through the lens of the Scripture, sincerely, we have a sincere concern for you and your soul. And we have a sincere concern for anybody who would go down that deconstructionist type path and would lose their faith in Christ. So that's why we're warning this way because teachers have a stricter judgment. And since he's claimed to be a minister of the gospel through music, his words and his teachings and his lyrics need to be tested you know amen and you know i'd hate to get off this subject because it's a it's a passion of ours sharing the gospel but this next subject and it'll only be for a short bit we get to talk about it so we have next subject but yeah the next subject is only five minutes long because that's all the time we have left today but this next subject goes alongside of sharing the gospel and hopefully partnering with us in terms of sharing the gospel and getting the word out about the project that really is i don't know two three years in the making Uh, it's about after i saw the trailer for Endgame, which was almost three years ago, that I prayed about it. So, probably been working on it just over two and a half, almost three years. And I, I have to say, and this is from my uh, objective standpoint, as objective as I can be, I guess, but the reality is, is I didn't see a lot of the material, the information, or anything that Joe was coming across. I kind of stayed hands off. I was working on other things, and I'm like, hey, I just want to help, you know, any way I can, but you know, Joe was just working on this and I wasn't really looking at the information. And so it was so refreshing for me, somewhat refreshing. Uh, <laughs> but that word. in terms of refreshing, in terms of the caring of truth. And when I got my eyes on and got to watch the first installment of our Marvel and DC series that we have coming out, guys, I was blown away. And in fact, we watched it twice as a ministry and the second time I was just blown away as the first and we were watching the same video because there's so much information and I hope you understand this is such an amazing tool and I'm saying this from someone who came to Christ through they sold their souls to rock and roll that I believe the impact 
of they sold their souls to rock and roll with so many people who came to Christ. We literally get testimonials on a daily basis of people who are finding the ministry that watched that 10, 12 years ago. And now they're like, you know what? I need to give my life right. Look us back up and realize, wait a second, there's teachings I can find. There's a ton of people on here. We get this stuff all the time and it's a blessing. But you guys really, I am excited because not only do we have the video coming out and the date is going to be on the teaser and we'll release the official teaser tomorrow night to everybody on our Good Fight Ministries YouTube channel. But you guys are going to get to watch it as part of this episode. And next week, you're actually going to get to see the full official trailer. So we'll kind of piecemeal this out. And if you guys want early access to the new Marvel and DC series, the first video, Guys, make sure you become a Patreon. You'll have a whole week in advance. And we're excited because we're also going to be doing a movie theater. But we don't have that locked down. Yeah. Uh, and before you go yes. on, I just want to encourage you guys because I don't say much about this. But we want to thank you guys who have become Patreons because yeah. uh, you've been a huge blessing. Uh, and it's because of your sacrifices you're giving to this ministry and this work that we're, you know, we have, we're able to have a bigger staff. And we're actually seeing more fruit and we're actually able to get this thing done. We would not have this thing even close to done now. And by the way, we're talking about this thing done, it's over two hours, but keep in mind, this is one of eight parts and all eight parts are almost done. I'd say seven are done with a couple needing tweaks and then one needs to be, you know, actually finished and uh, the voiceover laid down, but the research has already been done for it and, and so forth. So we wanna thank you because the Bible says that when you give to ministry in the scripture, that you share in the fruit of that ministry. Amen. So the fruit that we're bearing, and by the grace of God, those of you who know this ministry, we're bearing a lot of fruit by the grace of God. That fruit also uh, goes to your account before the Lord. When you when we give to ministry, we sow into it, and people are saved through those ministries and blessed and strengthened. That's a blessing that blesses God's heart, and it's fruit that that we bear together. I'm just saying what I'm saying. What we're doing is not alone. It's with your help as well. So I just want to say, uh, not for more to hop on board. That's between you and the Lord. But I want to thank those of you guys. We have off the board. You've been a huge blessing. Amen. So for you guys, hopefully it's been a blessed uh, show for you guys to be able to learn, hopefully, the difference between sharing the gospel in faith and doing so by the means that the scriptures dictate for us rather than our own opinion. And please get out there and do exactly what we've been talking about. We've been talking about sharing the gospel, but just like fishing, right? If we just talk about fishing yeah. and never put the pole in the water, it's kind of a waste. So like let's firemen who never leave the firehouse. Uh, yeah. This house is burning down the street, dude. Yeah, no, amen. And there are plenty of houses burning. So get out there and serve your king. God bless you guys. Amen. We love you guys. You've been listening to the Good Fight Radio Show brought to you by Good Fight Ministries. If you're blessed by this show and would like to partner with us, please consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com slash goodfight. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062. Or call us toll-free at 1-866-JC-TRUTH. That's 1-866-528-7884. We hope you'll tune in next time on the Good Fight Radio Show.